Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, hello guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. You're here with your host, The Viking. And The Bourbon Cowboy. And uh, we are chilling in the Craft Impero offices. Yeah, there's been some new additions, like, you know, disco lighting and, you know, on the wall. You know, you went and said something about that shit sticking, and now it's popping right there. It was completely your fault. Uh, I think it was like that when I came in. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to blame you anyway. It's your fault, totally. So, so calling up brewing, but this is... We're this doing. is, yeah, this is this Bourbon County from 21. Even though it says bourbon on that beer mm-hmm. bottle, I know absolutely nothing about these beers. So, Bourbon County, this is Goose Island. They were actually the very first brewery to do the barrel aging aspect of beer. So the bottom line, in a nutshell, for the blue collar guys, these are bourbon barrels that they're finishing their product. These in. are these are stouts that are finished in bourbon barrels. Yep. Oh. And these bottles are designed, so like I've still got a couple in the fridge there from 2014. These bottles are designed to age in the bottle over five to six years. And you drink them later. So this is a 21. I've got a 2012 150th Heaven Hill anniversary bottle in there. Yeah. Um, so I know, but I'm just like, you know, maybe it's just because I'm a little older guy. I'm like, where is this going? Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> what the fuck? We're going to have barrel-aged carrots, you know. It's just like... You can get fermented carrots. I'm sure you can. You can get fermented carrots. It's just like everything is so crazy. I guess that's why I kind of like bourbon. But even that, you know, even that... Even that just, shit's getting weird. Oh, come on. Crazy weird. These bourbon guys need to be having more kids. <laughs> because do they have enough kids to support the whole freaking... Less distilling, more fucking... Let's go. Yeah, because you guys are building uh, Rick houses all over the hills and starting new lines, which normally happens, you know, you pass one or introduce one with one of your kids. But so you better have more kids because they're introducing so much shit. It's great. Yeah, it's getting absolutely wild. But it's happening that way with everything. Whoever thought that you could open literally something like a Home Depot for soda or water or bourbon i mean it's it's just nuts all right would you like to smoke sir yes i would i guess we're gonna do this thing we better get into a a good old cigar there you go so these are the one off one of these in a long time i found this in the back of the the other uh this is a one-off uh these are robustos these are from Illusion. This is the. These are from 2019. Um, box counts of 10. These are an allocated product for Illusion accounts. There's a like a purchasing requirement that you have to follow through on. Um, but a super unique story. So you see the piece label on it. The big story behind um, One Off is Don Gelato, the owner of Illusion. There was this gentleman in. I want to say it was England at the time or Spain, maybe. 
years, years ago that wanted to create a Cuban cigar to sell in the market. Well, he couldn't find any Cuban family to make a cigar for him. So he went to Nicaragua and created these Nicaraguan puros with this fun use of, of um, Nicaraguan tobaccos. Well, he took them back home to the market and tried to sell them. Well, at that point in time, Cuban cigars were the mainstay that was going around Europe and Nicaraguan tobacco was too strong. So he couldn't do anything with it. Sat dormant for a little while and then Don Gelato bought it and put it all back together. Sorry, I'm getting, we're getting customer text here. That one is killing me. Go ahead, Haji. Um, yeah, I like the peace sign. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And I know I've had these. I mean, it seems to me like you had one of these. Maybe it wasn't the Robusto size. This is all the, this particular. This one. is the Robusto. The one that we had was the one-off plus fifty-three. Seems like we had one of those at my house. Now yeah, it may have been in the old. Um, it may have been when we were down. It was in the cowboy bar. bar. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like it right out of the gate. So we already got some good smoke, and is this just all a Nicaraguan beer? Oh, Nicaraguan beer. Well, I will say this um, Goose Island is cold. Yeah, it's interesting. So being that it's barrel aged, some people will tell you you don't drink them cold. But what I like about it, like I said, pouring that whole beer, right? By the time we finish this, this is gonna have warmed up, and you try it warm, it's two completely different beers. Oh yeah, I can yeah. see that. But I will say, you poured the right amount, because I'm not much, that's like when I bought those cans of that stout or whatever that stuff was, I gave you a can. I just thought the labeling was really interesting, and I know I've got another guy who's kind of German who I know would love one of those. So I just got them because I really like the look of them. Um, anyway, it was just interesting, and this whole beer thing is interesting to me as well. Yeah, beer beer has gotten more out of its mind than I think even tobacco and whiskey has, which is crazy. Even the kombucha thing has taken over like nobody's business, which is weird. At Schnucks, there's a draft, a whole draft unit set up for it now with different kabuchas, and you can fill up your own, um, oh, what do you call those, growlers mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't even know what the hell that stuff is. I'm sure it's like, oh, a new healthy way to, it's like a tea something, whatever. Sure, it probably cleans you out. Great, whatever. Well, being that this is our Thanksgiving episode, I wanted to put the Bourbon County on here because this releases on Black Friday every year. This is what people are going to be lining up outside stores for to pick up. Oh. Is Bourbon County, and they're doing that today or tomorrow? 12? Next Friday. Oh, next. Next Friday. Friday. Yeah, Black Friday. That's the day after Thanksgiving, right? Black Friday. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, Black Friday. 
so it's cool and they always do different ones they do they do a static one every year just bourbon county it's stout aged in bourbon barrels they'll list the barrel it's aged in but then like so i've got a 150th anniversary heaven hill one in there that was aged in that that barrel comes in a whole silo tube and it looks like an eh taylor it's right inside there um and then they did one they did a coca-cola one last year um they did a couple four roses ones last year they didn't know if it's gerald barrel last year you know and what's gotten interesting about it is even with these beers so the one that sold out immediately last year was the old Fitzgerald Barrel Finish. Because they're attaching the name to the Bourbon County to the beer and rolling with it. And they sold them out instantly. Or not instantly, but rather quickly, you know? What I want to know is, is how do you get a hold of these barrels? I mean, I, I, I think that's going to be interesting just to find out. Like, I know there's a lot of people now doing different finishes. They're purchasing bourbon sitting on it and then finishing it in different barrels but say i can't get stag junior right yep that's hard enough to get now yep. how am i going to get an empty stag junior barrel that's just recent right that you get off the line or whatever and then you purchase that i'm just wondering how that happens that that's interesting to me too i don't know i don't know because people get stingy with those damn barrels. I mean, even you know that. Like, you can't even go to Independent State Company. Line, or how do you get an uh, empty bottle of Pappy Van Winkle? Right, well, you pay or, 1500 uh, barrel, whatever. Yeah, an empty barrel? Yeah. I mean, I could see paying an astronomical number on the, just an empty barrel. Well, that's just, that's so much as, even like when you look at barrel heads, right? Like, I've never seen... A legitimate I, okay I say that I've seen people that have done barrel picks that have cut the head off the top of it and hung it with the stamp but even when you go to a distillery and you're in the shop and you buy a barrel head that's a manufactured barrel head it's not like it's from an old barrel right you know yeah, they're yeah, put yeah, together yeah. to make them look uh, antique or older used yeah here's another thing pissing me off too is I've had some friends that have recently gone to Buffalo Trace <clears throat> And they've been two times now recently, and they've been able to buy Blanton's and um, Eagle Rare for you know the regular price, like sixty bucks for Blanton's and you know like forty something for uh, what? Eagle Rare. Yeah, at Buffalo Trace. At Buffalo Trace. I've been to Buffalo Trace three times, and they've never had anything there but weeded vodka. Vodka. Yeah. vodka. They've That's, never had nothing um, but weeded vodka there. And I'm like, and most of these places are out of the stuff that I want. So it's just been shocking to me that recently they've been able to go there and openly buy Blanton's, which is crazy. Um, yeah. That's that's a little wild. I don't, I don't know about that. That's weird. I need to find out about this 19 release. Is this a release that's going out everywhere because some of these releases that Old Fitzgerald puts out uh, in their bottle and bond or gift shop only. All I saw... And that's a whole different ball game too. If they're gift shop only, it even makes them rare because that's the only place you can get them. I 
documentary. Um, I think it was on Bourbon Finds is where I saw it. Uh, a, a, a really a really cool Instagram page if you guys want to follow it and look at it. Yeah, right here. Here's Old Fist 19. Uh, It'll probably tell you Fall everything. 2022. Also read they're going to release another 09 in the spring, I think. It doesn't, doesn't say if it's going to be... Well, that's what I think. Yeah. I've read three different ones now, and they haven't said whether or not. So I guess I'm going to have to make a call or whatever down there. Yeah, and see about going down and getting it. So, um... What you got planned for Thanksgiving? Well, of course, we're going to do our first annual bourbon and cigar event at That's Stanley's. right. Talk about that. So... Well, we should both talk about oh, yeah. it. Hey, actually, know. grab one of those packs on the on the. It says done. Let's show the Patreon what they look like. I know you're going to be doing the luau. Oh uh, no! Next box over. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. <clears throat> so as as we get, we get ready to talk about this, so we'll explain the event. But these are the bags that are going to be going out of the event, and you can see you've got the Reaper Cyclops hooligan. And I'm showing this to the Patreon videos where you see the video podcast. So. Yeah, we got, well, they got enough for 50 tickets, I believe is what it is. Um, yeah, and then they're going to have, um, and you're going to have help with this because I can't remember all yeah. the names, but um, Murray or Gwen Murray. Yeah, my uh, brother from Mark another mother. Gwen Murray. Um, and I can't remember the distributorship he's with. Uh, Breakthrough, formerly okay. Major Brands. And they're going to. Speaking of that, we can, remind me to talk about Major Brands, okay? Yeah, and then they are going to, um, we're going to be able to, you know, taste a bunch of different select bourbons and whiskeys from him. Yeah, I think he's bringing out, it's it's either six or eight. I want to say it's eight. I want to say it's eight. I think it's eight. But then they're doing, so like, from what we understand completely is, um, we're doing the cigars for Stanley's Whiskey in the winter. And then if you buy the three pack, that gets you into a, one, you get the three cigars and then you get to taste all the bourbons and it gets you a raffle ticket for a box of Reaper and the 24 year old barrel pick I think or so. barrel or is it one for each? I don't know, but I, I yeah. would think they didn't spell that out, but I'm curious you know, about just that the box be. of Reaper. What is that going? I mean, I know it varies, but. On general, what does a box of Reaper go out in the retail market right now? Uh, about twenty-five, about two forty, two fifty for the box. Forty-two fifty. Two forty to two fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two forty-two. That's what I was thinking. Um, so I mean, that's a hell of a, a raffle right there. And then I think the bottle that they're raffling 20, off. It's it's a barrel, right? Like so, barrel craft spirits. I bet that's a 250. 24 years distilled in age in Canada. Shit, that may be a three three. One twenty one sixty four. I'll try and show you guys. I can't really see that, but that's sorry for the glare, but that's what it is. And we've had some really good barrel, and we've had some really bad barrel. Yeah, but of of late, I've had pretty good stuff. Um, I'd, I'd say the, the most successful have been the barrel picks of the barrel bourbon. Yes. Uh, and we did like, um, what's the one you brought back from Texas that I really like? 
Dovetail. Dovetail. That yeah. one. Yeah. Now that's still my favorite. But then Seagrass is probably like seagrass. follows up with that. And then we did an ad Admiral. Like Admiral. Oh, um. And that's I don't like remember French that name. oak barrels yeah. or something from the wine country or something. Yeah. And it was okay. And then there's another one that was a, uh, what do you call it, when, when you put all kinds of different... Oh, the Infinity Barrel. There was so I think yeah. I may have something along that line too, which wasn't bad. But, um, yeah. Yeah, not bad at all. What do you think on this cigar so far? So anyway, yeah, I really yeah. like it. So that's going on the night before Thanksgiving, and typically around the country, that night before Thanksgiving is one of the biggest going out party. I was going to say, isn't that known gathering. as the largest party night of the year? Or is it, it is one because out? kids are getting out of college. Yeah, families right? are coming home. You know you're off, you're, you know you're off work for a couple days. So everybody kind of gets out and shakes their uh, tail feathers on that night. And um, and then actually Thanksgiving, you know, me and my wife, she comes from Kirkwood, so we typically will go to the Turkey Day event, the Turkey Day Turkey Bowl. And it's usually, well, it's always been between Webster and Kirkwood. Yeah. Uh, Webster's not very good this year. Kirkwood was really doing well until they played CDC. And that didn't go well. So there's that. And then we were going over to um, my son's family's house for a little turkey. And then Friday, we have our family turkey on our side. And then the rest of the weekend, um, just chilly willy. That's cool that you guys do that and you don't do that crazy. Um, I've never had to do this, but I've always seen it like when people stress out. You know, like, so say, say you were going to go to Gavin's house at noon. Yeah. Then come down to Dylan's house at three, and yeah. then your mom's house at six. <laughs> and you don't even wear a nice outfit. You just wear like your. Bro, you wear sweatpants and everything. You wear sweatpants and your workout outfit. <laughs> you roll it out the you door. Need like a two or three inch expanding waistline, and you need to drink heavily either because <coughs> in every family, there's the people that you really don't give a shit to see, and or you really don't know what you're gonna get. True. They're depressed, maybe. So, Get lubed up before you get there. They're screwed up from the night over. They're hungover. <laughs> they're depressed, and they're probably goth mongers or something. You know, and they come to the dinner table and they're like looking around, and you're just like, "Oh God, I'm not looking forward to this." <laughs> it's like friends giving, friends giving, and then you know people have been throwing them in there. Yeah, see, the, I thought those were those were those were cool. Um, been to a couple of those where it's like you know. Say you got, I'm sure you've done this, we've done it, where it's like, okay, it's, you know, the 4th of July or something, and like, everybody's gone. And you got like three or four friends that are around, it's like, oh, fuck everybody else, let's go do this thing. And now there are things you know? trending with some of my newer friends, like, they go away for Thanksgiving. There is that. And, and yeah. <laughs> you're in that category. <laughs> and then my son now recently has been going to Colorado every other year, and last year, we went our we went with you Dude, Key West. to Key West for a Thanksgiving. So it's like on turkey one year, off turkey, you know. But I think I outside of that, I'm always traditionally for my mom, you know, kind of the elder of the family, you know, you're there for her and everybody wants to argue, I wanted it at my house. I'm like, listen, as long as mom's alive, 
she gets the deal. It's mom. Yeah, who cares about your house? We're riding mom out till the end. Exactly. You know, it could be a bummer. She land, you know, she lives to a hundred. So your shit, <laughs> you could have sold all your cool houses by then. Um. Yeah, that's that's crazy. I love it. I don't know the last time I've had a turkey. I eat turkey all the time. I have well, no, you know what I mean. Like, but the like fucking carved stuff, the, the yeah. stuffing in its ass, then carve it off and ask white or dark meat. Have you ever cooked a turkey? I fried turkeys and I smoked turkeys, but I've never yeah. baked a turkey. I've baked a couple. I turkeys. love, but I'm not like super big on fried food, but there's something about a fried turkey that is just caveman style. You just rip that I'm leg sure off and I, tear I it I know apart. I've had one, but uh, in my family, there's Croatian and they smoke the pig. Oh yeah. And let me tell you something. That's mind boggling right off the spit to have pig and their turkeys are kind of the same way. So I'm like, if you're telling me you're smoking a turkey, I'm coming and you So I'm, I wanted to do this, but it's downright almost impossible. Because the yard's gonna still be all torn up in the back next year, I was thinking about digging an Onu pit. So an Onu pit is where you burn wood into it, then you lay rock down, you heat it, then you wrap a pig in banana leaves and you bury it and you leave it there for like two days then you dig it out brush it off and this pig's completely smoked over the banana leaves yeah. it's, a, it's a Polynesian like style of, yeah. of smoking it and they I mean they dialed in they got these pits that are you know massive and, but it, it's, it's so good it, it's the best but it would be cool too. We just gotta have somebody buy one of those fucking cowboy grills with a spit on it. Let's shove a little fucking piggy on there. I do it. have a cowboy. Don't it, you have one with a spit? A, it is actually called the cowboy grill. It's the one down at the farm. Now that thing I've had now for twenty years. But I think what's funny is they call it the cowboy grill. So you pile a bunch of wood on it and you slide the grill over. Yep. And then within a matter of thirty minutes, the grill is all bent up and shit. Yeah, have you ever tried to cook like that? I mean, do you know the grill's gonna bend all up and shit? Oh, I shouldn't do that. Well, it did. Oh. And then it's got all these like, these little yep. hangy- Did you get a Bass Pro? <laughs> it's like, okay, I'm gonna hang all my Dutch ovens off of this shit. Okay, there you are. And, and I'm gonna have like, you know, 25 cowboys over. Yes. And let me tell you something. You gotta feed them before the There's migration no walk. no way that the shit that they built was gonna be able to hang those um, big Dutch ovens on. I mean, those are heavy as shit. You fill up one of those nice Dutch ovens. Dude, uh, I did it. Do you remember that chili I did? Yeah, do you remember the chili I did in the Dutch oven on yeah. the egg last year? D that, d what are those, cast iron? Is that what Dutch ovens are? Oh yeah. That thing had to be 45, 50 pounds. Yeah. I don't even believe if you hung it, the damn handle would hold it. I mean, it's insane. That's I do like Dutch ovens though. Those I are do cool. too, I could. I could be out with you camping, which we haven't done yet. We totally should. See, and, I'm a, uh, you know, get I into could. the Dutch uh, oven thing. Oh, uh, what you got, Dutch oven? I got Dutch oven. I got uh, some. What well, you, you got? want a Dutch oven? Some you shit? bring some Dutch oven. I'll bring some Dutch, <laughs> Dutch oven. oven battle. Yeah, shit. we could do it. Now I do what I call like a a, a, a hobo dinner. Well, where I will get my little oven going, and you don't need much fire. Once that thing gets hot and Dude, going, you said, oh, in, in the oven, the Dutch yeah. oven. Oh, hell yeah! Bring a little ribeye and bring some tiger prawns, 
some mushroom, some good mushroom and onion, and yep. then do a little wine reduction. You've seen all the pictures I send when I'm out when I'm cooking oh, yeah, on those grates. Yeah, yeah I, I blew I blew the Mad Rush's mind. Shit, this is probably five years ago. The first time he ever went out bow hunting with me. Oh, by the way. And he was like, what are we going to eat? And I was like, oh, I'm going to dig a hole. I'm going to put Vince in the ground. I'm going to light a fire. We're going to cook these steaks. He's like, what? Am I going to dig this hole? I'm flint rub. Fire's lit. Cook steaks right on top. <laughs> what are we drinking? I'm digging. This is uh, a vintage um, 94 proof toasted uh, barrel Elijah Craig. And I've been wanting to get one for a long time. And they're not expensive. They're just hard to find. They're probably around $50. I was saying, I think it's at 70 is what I bought and my And I'm sure there's some places for 70 I got my yeah. reasonable. Maybe it's closer to 60 And I just had my first sip. And I don't like to open them, but I chose it. And I really like it. It's fantastic. It's got a lot of flavor. And I... The notes are just toasted just right. and So I want to ask you this. Have you done a lot of toasted? Mm-mm. Like when, I, when I'm thinking about this, I know recently there's been three that I've done like that I can speak about. There is definitely a difference between a toasted finish and tasting the char, right? It's got to be two separate things. Because from well, in my mind, we always hear about char levels. Right. I don't know if there's different toasting levels too, but I know, for example, this to me is what a toasted should be. Now I know we've got like toasted Penelope. Yeah. We've had toasted Basil Hayden. And then there's the bear Basil Hayden toast, and then there's the Michter's toasted right with sour match or whatever. But this for me. Seems more like what I would think in my head a toasted bourbon would be. Yeah. And I've just had and, my first sip. And the comparisons on them, too. Like, so I had just Monday, I, I tasted this, the, the um, uh, Davies County, which we've, we've enjoyed the double barrel, the finishes, the Cabernet, the French oak. Double barrel's phenomenal. But they have a toasted now. It's a toasted single or finish or whatever. It's like. It was really strange because when you drank it, it, there was a sweetness. And then all of a sudden, it was like just charred wood. That's all you tasted. Okay, no, you're not getting up here and sitting with me. <laughs> you want to try. <laughs> you need to. Oh, do you some? You better go check that out. Go check that out. You do that. Hop out there. Come check it out. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead, get down. But I will say... Um, <laughs> that one. Uh, I am getting a little and maybe these are you know it's like who's the wide receiver that they have on ESPN the come on man you know come on man Oh, these odd things that are bothering him or whatever who is that it's like you know Elijah Craig now now we've got private um, cast string single barrel Sour mash, toasted barrel, private select toasted barrel, distiller's edition, distiller's master's edition. It's like Levi's, man. I mean, it's like you got the regular straight leg, the fat leg, the athletic leg, the ice washed, the cut up and raggly. I mean, it goes on forever. It's just dry. After a while, I'm like, oh, for Did you really? just jump into a rant about jeans? Well, it started out kind of. I know, I know. I just want to make sure we. But it's like across the board now. <clears throat> Everything. Everything. 
You remember I mean, when it, do you remember when it was a it's joke? Like sex. What kind of sex did you have last night? What do you mean? I just had sex with my Oh no, dude. There's like love. Did you have some love sex or did you just have some hard sex? Did you have some crazy sex? I mean, it's like there's so much of everything now. It's well, first crazy. off, there's there's bro talk, right? You know, yeah. girls have girl talk too. But it's like, hey, did you get laid last night? Fuck yeah, man. Okay, cool. Now, if you look at me, you go, so how'd you do it? Well, all right, well first oh, off, well, it was like, was it a get out. was it a crazy <laughs> night? Yeah, it was crazy. It was like had a lot of fun. You know, there was this, that, you know, and uh, but it's just like this, like. I don't know. Sometimes it just gets to be too much. And I kind of like to talk about it a little bit because I'm sure I'm not the only person that is like, God damn, enough's enough. I mean, how many different oh, yeah. fucking, you know, this or that. It's, the Dude, it's, um, it's like, uh, have you, you, been, you walked into a gas station recently and paid attention to the fountain soda? Have you? Or this. What color is Mountain Dew? Green. Okay, not anymore. You can go into a gas station. Remember how it used to be like Pepsi product? You had Pepsi, Mountain Dew. Was that Dr. Pepper in there? Things like that. Whole shelves of, there's a green one, a black one, a purple one, an orange one, a red one, a blue one, a or, uh, yellow yeah, one. because uh, they all have what, different names? Like Nitro Cherry, uh, the Dark yeah. Knight, right. you know, yeah. Hornet, they all. And then, since we're on this shit, Doritos, right? Look, I like myself a little Cool Ranch Dorito, and I like my Hot Cheetos. I don't like Hot Cheeto Cool Ranch Doritos. Okay? Now everything's coming out Cheetos. Cheetos Even popcorn, hey. Cheetos, I just picked up a box Cheetos of Cheetos, Cheetos mac and cheese. No, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. That actually sounds I was in Columbia, and we stopped into a little off-the-street thing. Velveeta what? And she had all these little oddities. And I'm like, look at that, babe. They've got Cheetos, cheese, mac and cheese. And I'm like, how many are up there? She goes, two. I go, grab them both. That'll be an exciting night, right? And we can combine a bunch of things. I don't know, man. Shit's pretty crazy. I guess you gotta just laugh at it and have some fun with it, but it can get irritating at times. Um, it's just like, it's all out there. It's like when you go to get your car washed. Now you have to pull up and read a list that's 12 foot tall, you know, what you want done on your car wash. And then there's a, the Happy Meal you can order too. Happy Meals, you, know. you know, I don't know. Okay. Uh. <laughs> And I can't even. That might have been the funniest five minutes of this podcast. Because after this, and we we need to recap on our Sybils, the trolley ride, and the Leatherwood experience. And then I can talk about the after party at my thing. And then in the morning, I felt like I kind of, I ate healthy, but yet on a good weekend, you always want to get in. The bad shit that you just think is going to really taste good for your 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 two days and whatever. Now, what what was in my mind? And I was like, ooh, you know, steak and shakes are going down, jack in the box are going down everywhere. Not that they're any good anymore, anyway. And that was a totally mind blowing experience going to steak and shake, which I figured Rala, you know, they'd still be rocking service and the whole thing. Oh no. It's all kiosk, um, red baskets. You order at Steak and Shake now on a kiosk and they bring it and they ding! And you have to walk up to the table, make your drink, 
the plungers for your ketchup. You gotta pump your own ketchup. And then the steak and shake burger and your french fries comes in a red basket. My chili mac came in a to-go box. Yeah. Welcome to a new America. Should I even say America or just call it America? Well, what's your uh, intelligence level? I don't know. <laughs> Depends on what time, what time of the Dude, day. Dude, I made a I made a joke in uh, one of my fantasy leagues. And this, there's people on this, this podcast <laughs> that are listening and going, I get you, brother. Hang on. I'm right there with Speaking you. Speaking of the Amer- America thing, um, what did somebody put on their uh, on their name their fantasy team America tw- America twenty twenty four. Right, talking about Trump rerunning that kind of all that shit, making America. I text him. Again. I text him. I was like, you know, it's America right now too, right? Yeah. <laughs> he changed his name. I'm like, I'm just saying, man. Wow. <clears throat> He's a fool. All right, so let's talk about um, this past weekend. Uh, what did we? Was it the black and white cigar dinner? That's what they call it. The only thing I saw that was our product, which was black and white. And I did see some white napkins and some black napkins. Mm-hmm. This way. Yeah. One stack of each. Right. What the napkins were for? I don't know. But um Sybil killed the dinner. And I gotta tell you, when she said 545, 615, 645, 7, she wasn't playing. She ain't playing. She was not and this ain't her first right. I will tell you what. The next time Sybil's sampling pours, I'm driving to St. James. So they come around. Uh, we had um, a Jefferson's Ocean Old Fashioned was the first cocktail. Then it was the American Prairie from High West, the Missouri Barrel Finish. And then it was Maker's 46 with the... Cast drink. Cast drink. For the dessert. For the dessert. Um... I didn't drink any of that. Not a maker's guy. Not 46 either. Didn't care. But I'll be damned if that class wasn't that full every time they poured. They and just walked around with the bottles. It just filled them up. And in our group, we were at a table at 10, and we had three or four girls that were having none of it. Mm-hmm. And those glasses kept coming for me. I thought I was proud of me and you for passing those up. And hey, we, we had already a- paid for. And then me and you buy what? Yeah. What do me and you go up? I mean, we already have all these lined up. Oh, yeah, she had Rockville Rock Farms, Mark. bro. Then we go buy Rockville Farms. <laughs> Rock I had no idea what it cost, and then I get my bill. I didn't either. I didn't even want to ask, and then the next day I seen the tab. I was like, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. She it was delicious, though. It, yeah, was, it was so delicious. worth it, dude. I think we had two. We had two? I think you had one and I had one. Oh, okay. I don't know. It was good, though. But that was pre. We didn't have the other drinks yet. Yeah. So the dinner went really good. I thought um, I gave up and got a little. I gave a little pre-speech. Um, it seemed like I did pretty good there. Got everybody's names right. And it seemed like that went over pretty good. And then we ate. We had like three courses with our cocktails. And then we pretty well got it cut. And and then we all had. Now me and you left early. We took off to go to get, get everything there. going. Yeah. Um, but I, I must say I took the trolley back and it was super cool. The heat was fantastic. Oh, really? Everybody oh God, said it was warm as could be. Everybody said once we got to the lounge, they were like, "Dude, trolley was dope. This was great. Guy was good. I thought it was a cool ride. It was really, it added a little ambiance to the whole evening and whatever. And then, of course, yeah. To to explain that, sorry, to explain that real quick. 
part of what Sybil had hooked up when we planned this whole dinner, she does work. There's a trolley that runs through St. James to do the winery tours and all that. By the way, see the new winery going up next to you? Yeah. Which farm? Looks cool. Um, but uh, modernistic. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Very modern. All but um, she does a lot of work lines. with like the trolley that you, you know you'll come to St. to Sybil's and eat, and then you go down to Public House, hit St. James Winery, and you ride this trolley around. So she coordinated that. So after the dinner, everybody at St. the dinner could hop on the trolley, ride over to um, Leatherwood for the cigar event. And then ride back so no one had to be moving their cars back and forth and parking at leatherwood would not have worked for 35 people just wasn't gonna happen um but it was yeah it was dope so talk about leatherwood so then we get to leatherwood and for for people who have not been to leatherwood it's a very um upscale very unique experience where you know from the minute you walk in you see bookshelves you see a map of the world um, um, just very nicely done. And then you've got humidors, cutters, the best of everything is there. And then a walk-in humidor, which they like to take you in and explain their humidor. She takes everybody's information up front and, and then she takes so many people back. There's kind of a, a I call it a velvet rope. It's probably leather. Yeah. She'll untake like well, yeah, so five or six people so back at a time. It, the one thing about this lounge, and even even Wahini said it, I think everyone said it. The, the first time you go, it will all shock you. You know, you move the rope, you push this, you push. I mean, it's a fucking a bookcase. It's an eight foot tall bookcase that you push open, walk in, you come into the lounge, you see the big atlas on the wall. Everything is like. English leather chair styles and it, it, it's it's all taking it really is it's a beautiful lounge yeah and they had little sections set up for us they've got a long bar in there they have uh, lockers and um, I think everybody got in there and then we had I think me and you provided a couple bottles of bourbon. We brought over a bottle of, I think it was uh, We ben, brought two, ben two bottles of Ben Holiday over. We yeah, had Noah's Mill. Noah's Mill and, and Elijah Craig Barrel Proof. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought everybody got their fill. So I guess everybody had time chatting with everybody. And I thought everything really went well. And then they kind of let us know. I want to say it was around 10. 10.30. And then, like we yeah. like people to start kind of getting on the trolley and headed back yeah but um just think about this you you the dinner and the ticket was 150 the whole package was 150 dollars mm -hmm. so you got a salmon risotto with then that was your first mind you those were full servings these were right. not these were not like a planned meal tasting serving i mean they were the damn Wait. salmon had to be four or five ounces on two cups of risotto wrapped in bacon. Right out of the smoker and onto the plate yep. with risotto. And it was damn good. With one of the um, the bourbon cocktails. Then the second course was a pork chop. Now, I may not remember everything, with, but I remember some onions and maybe some mushrooms or something with it. But it was absolutely delicious with another. I know there was an old-fashioned... And there was something with that. And then dessert was a cheesecake with some sort of marmalade or something with that cast drink, which I really like the cast drink. I think it paired well with the uh, dessert. So you've got those three drinks. And then obviously the drinks were poured heavy. 
and you had cocktails, then you get on a trolley, a heated trolley, go over there, you're provided with a cigar, and three more bottles of bourbon for you to enjoy for $150? I think yeah. it was a steal. It was a, it was a, it was a, I think it was fantastic. Great, great time. Um, nothing was required to purchase. I know a lot of people went in and picked up on Craft Imperial product. We did, um, Moon Tower is gone. It's gone. With the exception of the few that, that we've held back, it's, right. it's gone. Um, it was really cool. A lot of people got excited about it. We met a lot of new people. Um, <clears throat> it was unique. It was, it was really, it was really a fun, <clears throat> excuse me, overall experience. I, I, I did enjoy it very much. So Leatherwood's definitely a spot. If you're out in the St. James or if you're heading out to Roller, if you're in Roller at Fugitive Beach or anything out there, you're on your way up to the lake or whatever, if you're there uh, Thursday through Sunday, drop in and, and, and check them out, man. And I would assume... Cool humidor, list- too. Cool humidor. Oh, yeah. Humor absolutely. Cool. And I would assume that everything went over as planned. Everybody had a great time. That this will be an annual event. Now, we really got into this a little late. So it was um, the second week of November. I would actually like it to be earlier like either late september or in october 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 uh, but i think we'll get with civil after the first of the year after everybody's had a break from the holidays and we'll get together with her and plan the next one and um so yeah so if you guys are hearing this for the first time you guys would like to do it from st louis down there you're looking at an hour and 15 to an hour and a half and they've got lodging down there and um, they've got more lodging in rolla which is only what, seven minutes, minutes away. Seven, only seven? Yeah, seven oh, wow. minutes. Okay. And you got Cuba seven minutes away. And they've got some nice lodging there. And um, so, I mean, maybe put it on the thing and make it a couple day event um, because there's a lot of other things. There's a, a couple wineries there, a brewery. And um, and then that trolley, you can set that up to take you different places. Yeah. So anyway, it was a great event. And I wanted to say thanks to 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 Sybil and Robert and everybody there and um, Julia Julia and everybody at Leatherwood and then I didn't get the guy's name with the trolley but either way his trolley ride and everything he did for us was fantastic so yeah he was great gave gave, gave him a couple of cigars and and all the people that came because I think it was really a good festive group it was everybody had a great time alright so I want to talk about the cigar so let me know which between but with that one off between the toaster barrel and the bourbon county which one is your best pairing right now hey guys ffk here make sure to tune into every episode of craft and boodle and don't forget that ask listeners you guys receive a 15 percent discount on the entire order when you shop in my store promo code craft boodle 15 once again craft boodle 15 Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. Yeah, so I'm just curious between the Bourbon County. And again, like with these Bourbon Counties, this is this one is finished in uh, Bourbon Barrels, of course, with cherry wood. So there is, there is kind of a... Um, chocolate covered cherry that kind of sits on top of it it's it's very good i don't mind it at all but i'm curious between 
the bourbon county and the toasted barrel which one's going better with the cigar well <clears throat> I had kind of been thinking about that. Um, they're both definitely two little different uh, taste profiles. This is a little, and of course, this was when we started. It was chilled, and it's starting to warm up now. So remember what I said it's going to change completely. You know, I think it gets more dense the the more it, it warms up. But I like it. Um, but then with the, the Elijah Craig, I think the Elijah Craig is really a pretty good pairing with this cigar. I think it is too. I do. It's very, it's, so what I think the, the bourbon county does, it provides the sweetness. This is given a really unique sweetness with the cigar. That like chocolate covered cherry real and nukes, it plays well with yeah. the cigar. The cigar has got some light earthy tones to it, but then... You can you can taste a rich layered flavors in here, um, and they're a little sweet. But maybe that's what I'm picking up in between because this is one of the first times I think that I can remember that we're actually smoking a cigar and we're doing a beer bourbon with a bourbon. So we've got like three things going on. Yeah, we've never never done that. I, I don't think we ever have, but I like everything. It's almost like you get this really creamy because with the um, Goose Island, this is kind of stouty and you can taste the bourbon in it and it's really creamy. And then you go over and let that settle for a while. You smoke through and then you hit that Elijah Craig at 94. It's not overpowering, but you get all that, those beautiful flavors and the toasting in this um, barrel is really good. And it's not lighter, it's just a, um, you, you're not getting that real creamy, so you're kind of like coming out of the cream into a really nice, more straight up bourbon, toasted with nice, uh, rich flavors that are layered in there. I like it. Yeah. I think it's really good. I agree, they're good together. I like it all together. And it, it, that is something I want to look more into on the toasting thing. Like what exactly does it mean by toast? I meant to look that up. I did want to talk about something funny though. So do you remember me talking about that um, that blackened cigar that, that Metallica hooked up with Drew Estate to make? I don't ever remember talking about it. I oh, okay. So you know the blackened whiskey? Yeah. Uh, the Frenchman from the North, he, he all I on top of one in my collection yes. from him. Yes. Um, so they hooked up with Drew Estate and on that freestyle stuff that I told you about, you buy the, I've got, I've got a pack in there. I haven't, even, well, I haven't opened mine yet, but you um they sample them out and like you buy these samples and they came with a cutter a flask a three finger case and then you get the three cigars and the three different vitolas and the sizes and then you smoke through them and then on the established date you go on their facebook live and they reveal what the cigar is kind of a cool like pre-smoke taste and then find out what it is well instead of using the namesake like metallica blackened that connection and putting that cigar on the market and moving, 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 they allocated it to diplomat accounts only. So unless you're a Liga account, a Liga Pravada account, you cannot order black-end cigars. Uh, and how many do we have in St. Louis? Two. That's what I was thinking, maybe. Maybe three. Hill and Crew? 
uh, Hill Crew, well, four, or three or four, Hill Crew, um, no, not what, uh, John's Pipe Shop, and then I don't know if JR is, because JR is a, JR's a wholesaler, so I, they probably are, but I don't know, I wouldn't say off the top of my head, um, no, and then Captain Z's, so four or five, Captain Z's is a, is a, is a different man. um, but my point is, that's insane. You have that kind of namesake on a cigar, right? We're not talking cigar history with Davidoff or Padron or Fuente and you releasing a $50 cigar. You're talking about a 12 to $15 cigar that's attached to Metallica. That cigar will move just because of that. It's like I joke, when um, Oscar Valdez did their Wild Hunter, right? Honduran cigar, they partnered with Real Tree Camo to make these camouflage box and then they put the writing in Hunter Orange. Bro, they like that. They fly away. Because it appeals to that, this time of season, when hunting season, it, it appeals to that facet of, of attraction, you know? It's just crazy to do something like that. And the, the idea going around is that, well, they didn't they didn't have enough production on it, so to, to save customers ordering and being promised a product and not receiving it, add it to your diplomat-only accounts, because there's less, much less of those than there are regular, or I shouldn't say regular, that makes it sound less, but just Drew Estate accounts. You know what I mean? And on top of that, you do this in the same year where you raise, so in order to be a tier one diplomat with Drew Estate, you had to sell $20,000 of product inside a calendar year, okay? That got you to tier one. There's multiple tiers in there with different numbers to get there. This year, they raised it. Tier one's now $30,000, right? Yeah. It's that's a lot of fucking money in one brand. Right. You know, and again it's that thing where you don't get anything for it. You get the opportunity to pay to bring in the allocated items. Yeah. I know what you're saying cuz bonkers. I, I, it, again, it all it kind of frustrates me cuz um I was just at Barrel Blends the other night too and they have the uh limited edition four roses out and they're doing something the one like, the, is it the 120th or 125th yeah, or whatever like that. that bottle i had in kentucky <laughs> right one yeah. of them one of them so it's like well if you're a member and then you've got so many points and then you do this and come in with you know like aluminum foil hat and then you've put your ticket in and then if you win, affords you the purchase to buy it for a staggering amount of money. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, man. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's bonkers. All right. Yellowstone. Oh. Did you watch it? I did. Tulsa King? Did. Okay. Let's start with Tulsa King. Love it. I love it, too. Stoked. Because it is vintage. The Still low. I thought he was good the whole hour. I thought he was falling apart when he was eating that ice cream, though, because his lips were kind of getting... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is this crazy? Because I, I, I've seen a lot of Stallone, right? But he's with the kid, and he's trying to eat that ice cream, and I'm like, bro, give it up, because you and the lips, it's like fun. I mean, he, it was just like... Was Tulsa King is phenomenal. I did look into the Kansas City thing, and Taylor Sheridan just said the original idea was plotting it in Kansas City, and then they found a more functional story in Tulsa. 
Dog that was. could be true, or my back thought of it was also that maybe they got with Kansas City, and you know how some of these cities, the production, the production crew, and everybody's coming in looking for tax breaks, crews, rappers, and right. all of these things, and it just wasn't working out with Kansas City, and they found it more feasible to do it in Tulsa. So I guess that's what ended up happening at this point. I, I mean, it would have been super cool for Kansas City because we would have gotten to see some of the, the spots that we all know. But either way, I thought it was good, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was great. Yeah. Uh, and 1923 comes out in a couple weeks. December 11th or yeah. 12th, something yeah. like okay, that. Okay, so three, four weeks. Yeah. yeah. And Harrison Ford playing a Dutton, bro. I know. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't either. Don't think he's hard enough. We know him so well as, and by the way, I think he is getting ready to do another Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's Indiana. So, so do you? It's Indiana Jones and Han Solo, right? I mean, it's yes, he's done other movies. Yes, he's done other things, but it's Indiana Jones and Han Solo. That that is. I think it, I think we'll get past it once we get into it. I don't think it'll be that big. A, I just I don't think he's, he's hard weathered. enough. He's one of those guys that fits the profile, right? Of of a guy like that. And then I, I, I can't remember the, the woman who plays um, his wife, but I thought she was pegged pretty well. So I, I'm not going to let that uh, get me too much, but I, I'm looking forward to it. Well, but, where they where they fucked up is using Sam Elliott in 1883. Should have used him in 23 as a Dutton. Yeah. Because he was kind of a Debbie Downer. Yeah. I mean, he was always like Mr. Negative, and he's usually... Pretty strong, uh, and, and you know it was vice versa, the Dutton. But anyway, I listen for all of the Debbie Downer with um, both of those guys, the little blonde. She ruled the show in my she did. book. She did. It was more about her and her experience um, than anything else. And the whole Indian thing, I, I thought was fantastic, but. So two hours was it longer than two hours? Because I kept thinking it was over, and then they're like what? another episode. Well, Yellowstone, it was two episodes back to back. But they kind of—I sp- didn't really know when one ended because every big commercial, they're yeah. like another new episode. They must have said that four times. Yeah, I don't know. That was kind of. I don't know. Out. I loved it. They rolled it through without much. Like all the commercials were Yellowstone commercials, so it was fun. How do you buy those new Buffalo Trace commercials? I was like, when's the this? I told I was telling I was telling him this is the first time I've ever seen Buffalo Trace actually acknowledge under the brand Buffalo Trace in a commercial. E. H. Taylor, Eagle Rare, Blanton's. Yeah, they actually brought the entire Sazerac I portfolio. In the whole first hour, that's what they were doing. Yep. And then I was saying to Jeannie, I'm like, you know, that's really funny because they paid big money to have that in the show. And then I'm like, why are we not seeing Yellowstone? Because they don't want to pay Limestone Branch. Well, it was in there. Because in the second episode, they had Yellowstone in it. And it mm-hmm. wasn't, yeah, it was. It was in a commercial. Um, it was oh, the in- Yellowstone commercial. Yeah, I thought you meant in the show. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying Yellowstone was finally in the second yeah. hour. They had something well, about Yellowstone. Buffalo Trace probably paid for the spot in the first hour. And I was going to say this too. You better forget buying Weller Special Reserve for the next year. 
Because when they got in that truck, and Beth's like, Daddy, you want a whiskey? And they pulled out that special reserve and turned the label to I the screen. It was 12 year. Maybe it was 12. I thought it was special, whatever it was. Turned the, that was perfect product placement. She poured it, her hand was just right. You could her. read. Okay, here, take mine. <laughs> Pour me another. You, you can read the whole, oh, it was crazy. I don't like though, so this is my problem when shows go on, right? Obviously, this isn't the last season of Yellowstone. They're doing yeah. another season. Yeah. But that chick that they brought in, yes, it's just another Beth. It is. It's a carbon it's copy with be black hair. Now. Yeah. The old lady. And then she will buying the whole stand be, up against she'll, her. Beth will win the battle against the young. Right. It. It's crazy. Crazy. So two hours of them kind of what I felt like reestablishing all the characters again. And then they, and then if you remember in the end they set up what's going to be the big problem of the season. Yeah. Remember when they took the collars off the wolves? Yeah. That branch and gets one stuck, got stuck in the branch on the property. Obviously that's going to be a big problem. Yeah. But um, it was just classic Yellowstone, and and I mean classic because me and Janine through five years of this. Um, the Indian gal, and I can't, what's her name? His, you know. Casey's wife? Casey's wife. Oh. Again, Debbie Downer. Always she lost the kids. She, she lost the kids. I know, man, At least this time she can be sad. Are we ever going to see her smiling and running through the daisies and shit? And, you know, no. he saw in his vision that they have a split. Yeah. They're going to be done. Yeah, but see, but Rip's also being a fucking baby. Yeah, he is. Because he gonna said your dad's going to lose this place. going to lose this place, bud. Yeah. Okay, great. But kill him off. I did enjoy the classic Beth. She's at her favorite bar, and then here comes the one dickhead. Eats that dude alive. Here comes the one dickhead that gives her a shot, and she goes, "Really, really? Are you gonna try?" <laughs> what to did do she this? say? Look, she buddy, this is like, your this is your one chance to walk away with your dignity attack. <laughs> right, and he goes, "I'll I'll I'll go for it," and she goes, "Okay," <laughs> and then she, he, he goes. goes Fuck you. <laughs> she goes, I gotta go, pencil dick. <coughs> oh my god. And I it told Janine, classic Beth. I love it. It was great, man. Um, I'm stoked for, uh, you remember the, the Santa Claus movies, right? With Tim Allen? Yeah. There's a new series, The Santa Clauses. It's on oh. Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to the one you were talking Violent about. Night, baby. Violent Night, yeah. Let's see how that goes. I've never seen one like that. And again, I'm going to have to revisit. Uh, and one of my favorite Krampus. actors is in it. I'm going to have to. Re I just remember Krampus as this big old creature in a lot of snow. And um, so I'm going to have to revisit that. Um, but no, I enjoyed them both and whatever. And um, like I said on the last episode, I had revisited all the Mandalorian stuff. But that's still a ways away. Um, but I, it. it I would have liked to if I had had the time to revisit the Yellowstones, but that's a long fucking deal yeah. before this one started because you always pick up things. But not only that, I mean, we've got to look forward to the full season of Yellowstone and then, um, what is it, 1923? Yep. And then, you know, at some point, and we've got Tulsa King. And now at some point, they're going to start the series, The Four Sixes. Yep. With the young, kind of dorky cowboy, you know, guy. And then a mayor of Kingstown at some point will be season two with him. And I think everything Sheraton does right now is just... He's doing great. He mayor does. of Kingstown just finished recording. 
So you know I'm a huge Jeremy Renner fan. Like, I, he's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite actors. Without that, I like him as day as possible. And, and but what is he? The Arrow? Hawkeye. The most bullshit. Super, did I talk about this already? Look, Maybe not. I'm still trying to figure out why no one has shot Batman in the head. Okay, because what? Right. Shoot him in the head. It's over. In the mouth. Literally, just shoot him in the fucking mouth. You win. Yeah. It's over. No more Batman. Done. This dude's flipping around shooting arrows, and the Hulk is picking houses up and smacking people with it. Step on him. Does he have a Cavalier? What, what, what is the the steel that um, Mandalorian has? Oh, that's I don't remember that. What, but um, his steel, I mean, maybe his helmet is. Bro, we are talking about Star Wars and a rich dude with a, in a bat suit. Yeah, well, worlds apart. It is, but is it? I, I'm just saying. Not, not in like. Hear me out. World. When Batman fought Superman and Superman punched Batman in the face and the chin, his head would have exploded. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. DC, well, get it right. Oh, that's and then I saw a little know, tidbit the other day, you know, that I get on my phone. Of course, everybody gets them about Frazier uh, being a little pissy that the Beast hasn't been asked back into the um, Marvel. Is it Marvel? What's who's Fra- who's Frazier? Frazier's the Beast, the big purple. Dude, I looked him up again, and he was good. The blue X Men guy? Yeah. Well, they haven't done an X Men movie. Well, apparently they are, and he hasn't been asked to be in it. Oh, boo hoo! Yeah, well. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know. I thought he was pretty good. I, I went back and looked at a little of it. I was like, man, that, I don't know. I can't. I, uh, I can't, I can't keep up with X Men. I can't keep up with any of it. Yeah. There's too many of them, and now who's the, what's the next one here? Um, I don't know. I can't keep up with them. There's no sense in reviewing that as much as we do our little rants on stuff that you know. We, we kind of find a little important, but, and I say we find, it's the number, Yellowstone is the number one show. Oh, it killed, it, it, it destroyed, yeah. they put, they put something out, it had a lot of millions of people watching it. Okay, because we don't have two and a half hour episodes, we have to move on to, guess what, we did have the grand opening in St. Louis of City Soccer Park. City, City well, Park. It's yeah. called City Park. Yeah, it was last cold night. as shit down there. Did you I, go? I, no. Oh. No. Um, first of all, I'm not an avid soccer guy. Would I like to go and watch it? Hell yeah. I'd like to experience because there's going to be more going on there than just Hang soccer, on. right? Hang on. The XFL draft is today. Yeah, and I already know all about that. That was my next segue is is we got a great... Hey, how about, us, how about us fucking locking down a whole section of that stadium? That's going to be cool. And then the quarterback we got was the Heisman backup from Crimson Tide. Um, from Alabama? Yeah. I mean, he's a great quarterback. That's the Crimson Tide, right? Yes. I mean, he was fantastic. And we got two receivers, one from the Browns, one from um, from the Raiders uh, that we took yesterday. We took two receivers. We've got two quarterbacks. we got Marcel Aitman. Jamarcus Bradley, two wide receivers. Jalen Smith, the tight end. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, I've already called about the parking lot, and the guy already knows us, and we told him we wanted the same lots as last year, and he knows us. And he goes, we can't nail it down until they actually announce the season dates. But he goes, as soon as the season, uh, season dates are, I, we'll, we'll call can you. Can I ask you a question real quick? Yeah. Are they... I guess they're getting players right out of college. 
No, because the two wide receivers. They well, got, here they well, just they drafted this running back, Mateo Durant from Duke. Well, maybe they can do that as well. Uh, the Darius have been out for two years. Oh yeah, Darius Shepard, Browns in Oakland, wide receiver, North Dakota State. But no, man, I think 24 is going to be an exciting year. That soccer stadium is going to have other things in it other than soccer. Oh, and they've sure. They've got 25 restaurants. And, um, it's in the all, stadium? It's all, yeah. From barbecue to everything, they're going to have other concerts and events. And also, they just announced yesterday, I don't know if you heard this, that um, Kansas City Royals are moving out of the dual stadium gig, and they're moving downtown Kansas City. The Royals are moving. Their Royals are so moving. So Arrowhead. Well, wasn't that a rumor that Arrowhead was gonna? They were gonna build in the city and kind of do like Not the ballpark Arrowhead. village thing. It's always been kind of that the baseball would do what St. Louis has done. They want to move the Royals downtown and create like a ballpark village. So where do where do the Kansas City's got a professional MLS team, don't they? Haven't they had an MLS team? Called Sporting KC. Sporting KC, where do they play? It's kind of out there on the edge of Kansas and um, Kansas City. I personally, I can't believe it, but I've never been there, but I've heard nothing but great things about it. Hmm. They've got a water park, a soccer stadium, and all that. But I think they, uh, my, my thought is, is they'll build maybe just west of Kansas City off the outskirts of downtown in the warehouse district. And they'll build some sort of entertainment section with the Royals down there. Obviously, we're looking probably four or five years away. But I don't know, yeah. man, they put this shit up pretty quick. Well, they just, I saw yesterday that, um, oh shit, where was it? Is it New York? No, they already have one. So, somebody is getting an MLS expansion and they'll be going in 25, and it's like something like seven billion self-funded. They also like some crazy number. They also announced yesterday that Rawlings will be moving their new headquarters into Westport. You know the big gold building. Mm -hmm. That's all going to be Rawlings now, and they're going to have like a Rawlings um, open bar type entertainment museum. Oh, cool. Cool. With golden gloves, and then the rooftop is going to be an open um, bar venue. 360 will have another open bar up there, and there there's like two or three another big bar places coming into Westport. Nice. I guess they're trying to reinvent. I love Westport. a train wreck. Train wreck is dope, and then of course Westport Social is is awesome too. Um, so a lot of cool shit coming. I personally haven't been to the Foundry yet. I know they got a lot of shit going on down that's there. Down, that's down there by Bush, right? The Foundry is kind of across the street from oh, it's, Kia. Uh, it's, you know, it's by... Um, uh, Where the old armory is and everything. Yeah, but it's next to uh, Grand, or not Grand Central. What is that called? Union it, Station. It's just west of Union Station. Yeah. And then where Ikea and the Foundry and all that is being developed um, is where the new uh, Topgolf is being built. And they look like freaking ants working their ass off. I mean, they've got machinery and shit building. I can't imagine that not being ready for next spring. Right. Top golf down there. So, uh, as crazy as they may it make it seem like we're going into, you know, a recession and all this shit, well, that may be true. They're laying off people here and there, but they're building more shit in St. Louis than I've ever seen in maybe the last 15, 20 years. 
they are building and developing a lot of St. Louis. Shit is everywhere. popping up all over the place too, which is really cool. Um, so all right, think, go ahead, go ahead. So to think about next year having you know Battle Hawks, the new MLS uh, KC soccer group with that or two, and you. How many music events have opened up in the last year in St. Louis? Two. From the factory Two. to the Delmar Hall to Delmar Hall's not new, is it? Well, that's been there a couple of years. Yeah. Well, no. Next so the, the two that I know of is the factory and then that place we saw Revolution at. That's only been there since like July of last year. Yeah. Yeah. But I think there's some other new uh, music venues that are opening up, and I, I just think there's a lot going on in St. Louis and um, we'll just see what happens but I think 24 is going to be fun and exciting I haven't been to the factory yet I really would like to have something yeah. come there that I'd get we got to get a show I was bummed, I was bummed when when the the um, Dirty Heads tour got moved but because that would have been our first first dive in well I know you've been there but I haven't been there with you I'm but. telling you it uh it's I've, heard no, I've never been things. to the pageant. Everybody compares it to the pageant. I've never been to the pageant. It is awesome. It's awesome. It's great. It's just a very great venue. I can't believe you haven't been to the pageant because the pageant has a front-up bar right off the beginning with all these mimics of, like, old-time speakers, and they usually have a little band playing there, like, happy hour, so you can get in early. Oh, cool. And then... You know, they've got open bars when you walk in on the second floor. It's always been really enjoyable. There's not really a bad seat in there, too. But I, I would think the factory would be a little bit more open and stuff, too. But it'll be exciting to see what concerts they bring to the new MLS stadium. Because I heard there's not a bad seat in that damn place, either. Yeah, I don't know. It, and it's it all looks cashless. So <laughs> you just walk in, grab your shit, yep. and walk through a kiosk, and you're, you don't yep. need to do anything. I, uh, the only time I've seen it was I was up in the Ferris wheel, and when you stop at the top, you can look right down into the stadium. It's super cool. Super cool. Um, and there's a couple restaurants down there, and Shaftley and all that, who have upgraded and have you know won fortune by being next to this. Shefley, which has been around for 20-something plus years now, they never knew there was going to be an MLS stadium there, but they're so fortunate to be close to there. Anyway, it's it's all looking pretty good and really interesting down there, especially with as much trouble as we've had with the city of late. Uh, it just looks like there's a lot of good things uh, coming and going on for this next year. For sure. So I want to ask you this question because not, not on this episode, but in a few weeks we're going to do this. We do it every year. So far, if we were going to do your top five cigars this year, what would they be? You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch. I think right off the bat, now, of course, you know, we had the, the DRAC uh, that came out this year, and of course, all the Monster and Tatawai stuff that we've done together, which was expected. We had the Las Caveras, which I thought was good, but I was really surprised. The little the little five-pack that I bought in Kansas City, the Asylum Devil's Night. Devil's Night out, yeah. Um, 
that Nicaraguan, and, and I'm sure it's probably as close to a Nicaraguan puro, that was really good. You had one. I thought that was kind of a surprise for me. And then um, I had a Mojave um, 15 anniversary that I let you smoke. That was I a good smoked. cigar. I thought that was really fantastic. I don't know if those are accessible to get again. Maybe I just got lucky and got a five pack. I thought that was surprising, but we, me and you have had, because I bought them early, we've had a lot of Ahave, um and really enjoyed the hell out of them. And I'm just trying to think something a little different than what we've had, because the Tatawahe line, and especially we got into your advent calendar um, a week ago, and I was fortunate to grab some really good ones that were really good. Oh, did I tell you, I, I, I smoked the pumpkin. Oh, you did? Guess what number it was under? 13. Really? Yeah. Is that necessarily going to be under 13 of all of them? So, I don't Probably. know. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. Now, I, don't, I have the 21. Do you have the 22? I have 22, yeah. Okay. So, on 21, it, it should be different. Should be different. I don't even know if I have the 21 or 22. You have 21. Okay. I have 22. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, that was a lot of fun. But those two cigars stood out for me and then I have to say um, you always seem to think you know what I'm gonna like with Tatawahe but we had um, Pete Johnson's brother in Casey Casey mm -hmm. and we did the Caligon no the uh, on the podcast the or Adler. the Atelier L'Atelier yep that cigar I have fallen in love with and I know he's down at Grand Cru tonight dude I'm probably going to go try to get some more of those tonight, but I really, really enjoy that. Now, not saying I don't enjoy the 10 Miami in that size. I love it, but that one is just a standout for me. Yeah. I had the surrogate, and I do like that surrogate line. Um, it r reminds me a lot of like of the, uh, some of them, like the Nandithal. And um, some of the Roma crabs up, yeah. Some of the Roma crabs. I fell, I fell in love, dude. Like, it was great when we did that event and we had the skull breaker. It's my favorite surrogate. It just, hands down, it's my favorite surrogate. But then sitting there talking with Dan, he gave me the OKC, or the AKC, and that's a fucking great scar too. I just can't find it anywhere. Yeah. But in some ways, <laughs> that's kind of the beauty of it a little bit. You know, you keep a couple back, and... Um, but I think that was kind of surprising for me, too. And, of course, the war... Uh, um, the Juarez, I, I, I love that. Yeah. I gotta tell you, I bought some bigger sizes, and and for me, the bigger sizes have always been better, but I still think I like that Juarez. I think that the shots, shot the shots is still in the Juarez, the probably the best. The best. And that's a little surprising for me. All right, so like give me, you have to pick right now, give me five. Um. Well, I would definitely say the Leatelier, you know, Just roll it. Take me. I know. Not, not worry about it. I'm giving up. The Atler, the Atlier, or whatever. That is probably, um, and then that Devil's Night Out. That's probably two, and then um, the Vahave um, was probably three, and um, I had and that 75th anniversary that I haven't given you yet that I had at Sportsman's was absolutely fantastic that thing lasted an hour and a half and i had to even kind of push it because i was my girl uh, but i really really liked that and um 
I don't know. I'll hold my fifth one out. Let's hear what you got. A little bit. So, Probably every one I've forgotten. Every year, there's always good stuff, but this year it was a little a little weird. <clears throat> I said this yesterday. I was on a live with some people, and I think I think the cigar that took me by surprise this year the most was the newest Romacraft release, that Intemperance Breach of the Peace. I don't think I've had. Oh, uh, make sure you smoke it. That is a <laughs> especially. On intemperance, and I'm not normally an intemperance when it comes to Roma Craft. I'm Aquitaine and Neanderthal. Those are the two that I always really settle into, and it was phenomenal. Um, of course, the Tenure Miami and the Aguila size, um, or uh, Britannica size is what Tatawaya calls it. Um, the Atelier stuff was great. Having Skullbreaker come was awesome. Um, I loved that 2015 Cajonu that came this year. Absolutely love that cigar. It was great. Um, in I think a lot of those cigars I like. I struggle with the uh, name of them because there's just so many. Dude, if you're not if you're not reading this shit every day, you're going. And I know you're you're yeah. in the shop every day, yeah. so it's a little hard for me to keep up. But I can see that. Yeah. But if I got to do five. I would say, oh, and I smoked that new um, Four Kicks Lancero that Crownheads put out. Money. That cigar is phenomenal. That, the 22 Las Calaveras, hands down, that, that tattoo is going up in here in a couple of weeks. Um, Tatuaje's Cajona 15, I think, pretty much takes the Tatuaje layout this year for me. Um, there's one. Oh, that principle that we smoked with the Mad Russian. That 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 Lancero, I was gonna say when you. I don't said know. Lancero, if, I don't know if that's this year or not. I don't know, bro. I really like smoking that it this year. Damn, you know I'm not a big Damn. Lancero guy, but I enjoyed the hell out of that. That was phenomenal. Um, Over the holidays, I think I've got a stack of Lanceros. I need to, you know, make a. The problem is you gotta be picky with them, right? You can't smoke a Lancero outside. You can't. You just can't. Right. Right. You gotta be sitting comfortable doing what you're doing and actually get into a Lancero and enjoy it fully. Like you have to, right? I've got so many Lanceros. I don't smoke them often because you gotta have the time to do it. You have to. Um, and then let me say, I really, really like the Davidoff Black Label 2022. That was the blend of Escurio, Nicaragua, and Yamasa. Loved that cigar. And I think one that people are gonna think I'm a little, little crazy for, being that I'm not a Fuente fan, the Opus Destino this year, the Shark, that, probably the best Fuente cigar I've ever smoked. Hands down. As of right now. And then, of course, you know, like the Reaper and the Moon Tower this year, but I try to leave those out for the podcast stuff, talk about other brands. Um, but what's a cigar that took you by surprise that you wouldn't you wouldn't think of? The Moon Tower. The Moon Tower, yeah. <laughs> that was a and lucky. I hate to bring up our, that was a our gig on this shit, and I'm not putting it in my top five. It was a lucky But it was thing. definitely a surprise because you show up one day and goes, hey, bro, listen, you remember like two years ago or two and a half <laughs> years ago, we tried this. And we've tried some really good shit. We've had to pick out of those good things. We picked something because of 
whatever we thought would fit in the marketplace at the particular time that we're releasing and developing our line. But that moon tower was very surprising uh, to me, and I'm glad it's in our uh, event at this point and um, event cigar. But I thought that was really exciting. Now, I I also revisited uh, in Kansas City. I got a hold of a T10 Tatuaje um, Cap Especial. Oh, the one tens. Yeah, the one tens, and I smoked that again, and and um, I that was probably last year. Yes. Did it come out last, last year? year. Mm-hmm. So that really can't. But I was I, that last year. or Was that early this year? Well, because we had three of them. We had a Sumatra, a Capia Special, and another one. No, no, you're, the, the, the T110s were the Sumatra, the Broadleaf, and the Habano. The Tuxlas were the Avion 13, the Capa Special, and the 110. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm happy I brought up what I had because you, you see and talk about this every day. For me, it's kind of tough, but... Um, that one that you brought back from it was a Tuxla that you brought back. Those were the sevens, the Kappa Specials. And we smoked them at the Agua Farm one mm-hmm. day, and I was like, and I've got a small like five pack of those still up. I thought those were pretty special too. But then again, I mean, I think also for me this year, even with the Monster um, Mash Box last year, I may have got not to have smoked because. We were doing raffles and you know how we, I didn't smoke every one of them because we only had a few limited boxes, but the uh, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, you did fall in love with the Krueger. I had a night that I got to to smoke um, the Freddy Krueger and I kind of fell in love with that too uh, this year. Yeah. But that's a last year. A cigar that really took me by surprise this year, and I'm trying to run through everything was because we smoke a lot of well it, w- it was from aladino and Yusto Yoroa, uh honduran tobacco and i've talked about this i'm not a honduran tobacco fan i do not like honduran tobacco presents like candela to me a lot of times it's very bitter but if you can get through that there is awesome sweetnesses that develop in that tobacco that are very different than what you get with the spice nicaraguan and the the kind of natural ground soil flavors and dominican tobacco but the Aladino Corojo number four, oh my God. It is a phenomenal cigar. Honduran Puro, phenomenal cigar. I didn't expect to, you know, I, 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 <laughs> the ignorance of me, and even, even though you do this all the time and we, we love this and we get into it, you know, I don't judge things by size. I was like, well, fuck, when I'm smoking Aladino, I'm just going to smoke the short one because if it sucks, it sucks. It's phenomenal. It's a phenomenal cigar. Yeah, I've got over the whole size issue, at least when we just even just got done talking about Juarez and those shotgun shells or whatever they call them. Um, I, 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 I'm open to anything at yeah. this point. Yeah. Um, okay, bourbon. In recent memory, I'll tell you, I'll start that one. I don't know that I'm a fan of this new Booker's. Well, I think you did it on a run. You taste it, and I wanted to bring it today, but I was just like, eh, let's wait till we've got another, because we've been a little rushed with a lot of stuff going on. You live in Hawaii and blah, 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 a lot of things going on. 
Um, I think we revisit that and, and not make a final thing on that, but I can tell you this, um, without a question of a doubt, this year, the Lumberjack Bookers was bad to the bone. Yeah. I went out and bought, I got two extra bottles of that because that to me was just classic. I don't, even have, a, I don't have one of those, so if you, can, if you find one, let me know. Just grab it and text me and I'll pay money. Um, so that's definitely in my top five. Do you know year. what stuck out to me a lot this year? And not that it's, I mean, it's this year's bottle, but I never had it before. That's Shanks from Bomb Burgers. We had it after our block party event <clears throat> at Lit. <clears throat> me, you and, and, me oh, and you and Andrew oh, had it. You mean the uh, the one that we sat down that um, I had never heard of it up to that point. I had never heard of Shanks until about a year ago, and I saw it on a bar, and I was like, what? it was right next to Bomb Burgers, and then the, like, it was like a Michter's lineup, Bomb Burgers, Shanks. And I'm like, what the hell is Shanks? What is that? I, th- I hope I'm saying that right. It's S-C-H-E-N-K-S. But 93 proof. Amazing. Yeah, and I'd like to revisit that because we didn't get that till the end of the day. Right? You're tired. You've drank a lot of other things that day for quite a bit. So we drank a whole lot of Ben Holloman. Uh, amazing. Um, and speaking of Ben Holiday, uh, I really thought that was a surprise this year for McCormick to be there and have the long history that they have. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, this bottle and bond comes out of McCormick as Ben Holiday, and it's theirs. It's been in a Rick. Uh, and it's crazy. We were there last year. Yeah. And no mention of it. Nothing. Not a, Not a word. Not a peep. I, I would say that that was you know, another pleasant surprise this year that we had. Um, there's so many that were good and that we taste and we're like, man, that's good. But good's good. You gotta have that one that if you put it on a Lazy Susan and do like a quarter of an ounce and you keep going, it's almost like sometimes cigars, I feel like we should not be afraid of lining up four or five cigars and smoking them a little bit. And then all of a sudden, wow, that one is really, it's kind of with bourbon too. All of a sudden, that one really stands out. Um, now, I'm gonna also pull up this one, the double oak from Peerless. That was Wasn't that year. in the spring? That was last year. That was at the three shoot. The three shoot. Okay, yeah, so last year. that one falls away. Yeah. Um, so Ben Holiday for that's, me. So that's hard too. So that goes back to that question we talked about last week. When I remember, remember when I said that. On that podcast, like, yeah, I've had 500 bourbons, right? Remember when I said that? Think about it now. I think it's possible. I think we may have. I think we may have tasted, just in the course of the podcast, not necessarily on the podcast, but through that time, we had to have done 500 bourbons. This was the first year that I did the 10-year uh, Mickner's with you. Yeah. Oh, and, well, that, yeah, that. But I had never had that because I, I won't spend that money to do that, but we had it uh, either with you. We I had it with you. We had it with the squirt and German. No, we had it with the squirt and German first, and then I got I got my bottle. Okay. Yeah. But I thought that was fantastic. That uh, that's phenomenal. Now I want to try the twentieth. Is that the one that's got the gray wax on yep. it? Yep. Looks like a ghost. Yeah. Yep. You know what was pretty good this year? They re- they released another. Um, 
speaking of, of Angel's Envy, they released another cash strength this year, and it's uh, it, it's it's solid. Honestly, I don't know that I've had that. Uh, I don't know that I've had that one. I know you had cash strength once. It was a few years ago, but you had it. We had it together. In uh, it's been eighteen or nineteen. Yeah. Um, well, there's two, and God, is is it not crazy that we're that picky out of? Let's say it's three fifty or five hundred bourbons we've tried this year. Some are just re-releases, or it's you know just it's saying? not coming to your mind, right? Like that's part of the fun in this question, and I put this out to everybody is, and there's always gonna like you just said, there's always gonna be the few that you just remember. You you just remember. Right, like one, one that, that I still I poured it on Sunday for Yellowstone. I've got those three Yellowstone bottles. One's got uh-huh. rip on it, but the other one, I want to say the one with rip on it is the one, f- or no, one of them is one oh nine, right? Look, we uh, Litz barrel picks last year of the one oh two and the one fifteen, phenomenal, right? One oh nine, just that proofing, that little bit of proofing difference. I think that one's the two of them together. It's it's fantastic, fantastic. Another, I guess another bottle to throw out was uh, the new newest Old Elk pick they lived in. It's Old Elk's Rye Cash Strength finished in four square rum casts. It's the only barrel that's been done that way from Old Elk. Now again, you kind of get me on that because you know lit. You have the opportunity to try some things down there that I just don't keep up with, but I can see that too. Old Elk has just become phenomenal. <laughs> Monsters. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's a great brand. And uh, and then we did a lot of... Now, am I mistaking and thinking that Yellowstone, this was the first year that they were bringing out the 115s? Uh, because as far had, as I know. I had a barrel pick 115. Um, and and I, it could be Royal that I got it from, but... When we, we've always done the 100s or they're under, but then they came out with a little different labeling, more red. And well, yeah, that's, that's and what that we figured out. Yeah, that's what we figured out. The, the typical labeling on Yellowstone, which is kind of the gold and brown and, or yellow, brown and all that, that's anything under 100. Once you get over 100 into the cash strength, that's when you get that black and red, the better looking label in my opinion. I think, it's, I think it pops more. You know, and it's also you can tell by looking at the liquid. The the, 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 the juice is so much darker than ninety-three proof Yellowstone. Which is which again you talk about is absolutely crazy. Because just from ninety-three to one fifteen, right? Oh mathing, math was that twenty just twenty-one points? Or forget that. Ninety-three to one oh two? Nine points in proof. And the color goes from honey to cherry. I would like to say that out of the Penelope that we've had this year, um, which they're they're becoming a fantastic brand, and they've got more Penelope out that I could even talk about. But I do remember the Architect, the Blue Label, standing out this yep. year. We've had that a couple of times. That I thought good. that was absolutely that was fantastic. Good. And there's, you know, many cast strengths. They've got a couple different varieties, and they're all good. 
but that architect kind of stood out for me this year. Um, so I would I would put that in there. But God, it's hard. I mean, and I'm just trying to because there's a lot of that are revisiting and we're doing um, because Elijah Craig toasted this year is going to be Elijah Craig toasted different next year. So we get a lot in that. And then there's been some barrel picks um, that have been good. I, I know I've had the Old Forester barrel strength um, Wildwood pick again this year, which was absolutely good. Oh yeah, you did grab that one. I, yeah. I had that again, and, and that is, I'm not a big Old Forester guy, but that barrel strength barrel pick, that wild uh, um Dogwood. Wildwood? Dogwood. Dogwood. Yeah. I get Wildwood Dogwood. But, I mean, God, if you talk about total wine having 175 barrel picks, I have no idea what Dogwood puts out there. Oh, shit. They got to be right there. Hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. All the time. But that one definitely stands out for me. Yeah. I can't can't argue that at all. Um, And the funny thing is, is as much as we have an opportunity to try and do I bet you there are guys sitting who will listen to this podcast and go yeah yeah had it great great but what about this this and this there's so much out there right now it's just it's crazy you go into the you know dogwood is a, literally a supermarket yes what used to be a maybe not even a quarter of that now they've got to run the length of bourbon and rice and how they split it up now, um, it's crazy. I would also like to throw in there, um, and we have not got to spend a lot of time with them yet. But in Bourbon, Missouri, uh, Bourbon, Missouri, there's an Old Road Craft and Spirits who puts out a product called Barrel King, and um, we had a very special bottle that was a six-year at least, maybe mm-hmm. eight that was finished in a Stag Junior that was just absolutely killer. Phenomenal. That was the rye, right? Yeah, and yeah. nobody is nobody on this podcast has probably had that. Yeah. But that was phenomenal. And I think in 2024, you're going to be hearing from us a lot more about Barrel King. Because I think that's a special little place that you're going to be hearing with us uh, a lot more because we're going to try to do some things with them. So I think that's going to be, that's going to be good. No doubt on that. So, um, do you want to shout out to Lit Cigar Lounge? Um, they've got a couple of events coming up through November and in December. We are on tap to do um, a haunt before Christmas. Um, probably, I think, the week before of or something like that. We get the date dialed. I think maybe the 22nd. Um, <clears throat> going to try and do something down with uh, AP Cigar as long as we can get it coordinated properly. Um, and then let's got their New Year's Eve party on New Year's Eve, uh, $50 ticket for food, drinks. Uh, I think there's some other things included in that, which will be a lot of fun. Just reach out and take care of that. And also, don't forget about the Faith Through Fire Rare Pink Box raffle. Um, just go on to our Instagram or go to Lit's Instagram. You'll find the post. Uh, donate anything to that donate to it and your name and number go in for a raffle um and if you get selected you are going to win the signature size box of 
the rare pink, and all those funds go to Faith Through Fire, which is a uh, breast cancer support um, foundation. Uh, either makes the the passing easier or helps reaccolate uh, through life as the curing of the cancer goes away and things like that. Uh, you check them out at Faith Through Fire. So we'll uh, wrap it up. We're gonna do what we do. We have another cigar. Um, maybe try another bourbon do something else and then uh, we will see you guys after Thanksgiving right on right on sound good alright yeah. so for me Mahalo thank you guys uh, let the bourbon cowboy take us out hey as always thanks for guys for listening in and um, we didn't really well, we did talk a little bit about turkey day and all yeah. of our turkey shit you guys have a great Thanksgiving and uh, we'll see you after the holidays and we'll we'll giddy up Oh, yeah. If, if you guys want to catch the video format of the podcast, you can join us on our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash craftandpuro. It's $3 per month. That's where you'll get all the newsletters, the giveaways, the early releases, and now all the video formats of the podcast. So we'll catch you guys later. Thanks.